By watching and what? Even Paul, when he was speaking about things that he has gone through, he said in watching and in prayer. So the Bible is showing you how you can escape temptation. If you fall into temptation, oh, God did not make a way. Who told you God did not make a way? God is always faithful to his word. But if you spend time praying, when you spend time praying, you build your spirit. You keep yourself in the spirit. That's the escape. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill what? The desires of the flesh. Praying in the spirit, the Bible says, we edify ourselves. Building up your most holy faith by praying in the spirit. So if you don't pray in the spirit and you're saying that, Lord did not show me a way of escape. It is you that did not take the way of escape. The way of escape is in the spirit. Jesus, who is our example, did something about his own temptation. Now, temptation doesn't usually announce, I'm coming, oh, I'm coming, oh, let every one of us prepare for it. It just comes. But the Bible says prepare for it. Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into it. The Bible never said to us, watch and pray, so you will not see temptation. It said, watch and pray, so you will not what? fall into it when it comes, because temptation will come, irrespective of your level of spiritual maturity. Temptation is bound to come. It will happen. And the right habit to it is first recognizing this thing we are talking about, praying, giving yourself no excuse. As I'm speaking to you this morning, correcting something that by now we should have outgrown. Can you not stay awake for one hour? Let it grieve your heart. It should be a matter of grieving. Can I not stay up for an hour? The one who saved my soul prayed overnight, even though he had a busy schedule. I said to someone the other day, he said that, oh, he was going to pray. Then they told him to pray. Then he remembered that there is a football match. And he was like, ah, this football match, that's my favorite hobby. And he was saying it as if, but I have to give it up. He was saying it as if he's doing anybody a favor. That you gave, what do you mean that you gave up football? When it is your responsibility, you are not giving anything up. That's your duty. It only becomes sacrificial if you, don't, if you are doing someone a favor. Are you doing someone a favor? The Bible says that the church of God, okay, which is the house of God, shall be known for what? Prayer. My house shall be known for, that's your responsibility. It's your duty as a Christian. Nobody will tell you that. That's, your, that's, that's like one of your primary assignments, to pray. So you say you are giving up something, as if you are sacrificing something to pray. Something is wrong with that mindset. It's what we do. We live to pray. Paul said that I wish that every man everywhere, we lift up holy hands and what? And pray. What special thing are you doing? What sacrifice is that? Except you are not serious. That's the job of every one of us to pray. To keep the eyes awake is a discipline. Say that with me. To keep my eyes awake is a discipline. To stay awake is a discipline. When you are awake, be awake. Don't be cozy. When you want to be asleep, you, you make yourself cozy. You make yourself chill up to sleep because you are preparing to sleep. When it's time to walk, that sometimes I do when it's time to walk. I don't sit on my bed and walk. I carry a chair and sit down. That's the posture for walk. 
Immediately I'm on the bed, I'm typing. I know that what I'm doing, I'm just not serious. I'm going to sleep off. For everything, there is a time and there is a purpose attached to it. So Jesus dealt with the issue of prayer with his disciples. I'm doing so now too. Clear it in your mind that immediately you wake up to say you pray. You must ensure that you stay up and you pray. Immediately you say you are going to read your Bible. You ensure that you stay up to do it. You take positions that will keep you up. Sometimes I'm, I'm reading my Bible, especially in the morning after we've done prayer and I've done exhortation and I'm back to my table to read my Bible. And when I'm reading my Bible, I find myself that maybe I'm dozing off. Immediately I stand up and I start reading the Bible standing. That's a man who understands what he's doing. Nobody will be there to whisper to me that you better read your Bible. I do it by myself. I keep my body under words. So me, I'm doing it. You do it for yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Each time I keep saying this thing, and I'm sincere with you, there's nothing I'm hiding from you. The Bible says that Elijah was a man of what? Like pastor. What's so special about you? What are you going through that other people have not gone through? There's nothing special about you. We're all the same. It's the same body that you have now that Jesus had in his death ministry. In fact, you have convenience. Under those times, they didn't have the convenience and luxury that you have. What kind of excuse are we going to give for not standing up to pray? Oh, my job. My job kept me up. Do you remember some of the movies the movie we were watching yesterday? And the guy said, I read overnight. I was late. And the father said, don't give me that kind of word. Don't give me that kind of excuse. Because in the day of your marriage, nobody will teach you how to stay awake. Overnight of your marriage, would you sleep? Would your eyes be open? So if marriage is what keeps your eyes open, pretend that anytime you want to pray the marriage is so that your eyes can be open. Stay awake. Don't cozy yourself up when you stand to pray. Early morning you see people rise up who are going to sweat it out in the morning. Some people are out now who are doing training, jogging, exercise, that alright. Why we we are here doing the one that is greater than that, we are still sleeping. And yet some people are already out by this time in the morning. They are jogging to the gym. Some of them are lifting weight now. Things that does not impact them spiritually. And then we are doing things that are of spiritual value. We are sleeping on the job. Telling you when you wake up, practice the habit of staying awake. Since Wapa, I have been saying this to you guys so that you pay attention to it. This is an evergreen message. It can never go out of fashion. I told you when I was praying the seven hours for seven days intercessory prayer in September, I didn't hide anything from you. I said, anytime I sit down to pray and I discovered I'm sleeping, I said, I stand up and I remain standing. So for five hours, for seven hours, I am standing on my feet praying. And yet it was an intercessory prayer. It is not because I had spiritual problem. I was praying for other people. I keep my body under subjection. I said, if you sleep this, I'm going to stand up. We are going to pray the rest. Then my body complies and has sense. During the 12 hours for three days intercessory too, I told you guys how, how I did it too. There's nothing special about this thing. I'm a man that feels like you do. I'm a man that undergoes pain too as you do. While I look at my life and I'm looking at what Jesus did, 
I'm challenged by the life that Jesus lived in ministry, in personal prayer. That someone can go from the morning to the night and still pray from overnight to the next morning. And in the next morning when they meet him, he's not saying that he's going to bed. He's saying, let's go to the other city. And the Bible is saying that we should be like Jesus. That is our example. And then we can't stay awake for an hour. We should reevaluate what we call prayer. In our private life, when there is nobody here, how do we stand and pray? Do we wait for until problem come, problem that we keep our eyes open? May that not happen to us. When we wait that way, it's when problem comes. We will not just now keep our eyes awake. We will be disturbing people who have prayed their prayer that they should be sleeping. That they should keep their eyes awake for us. Because the disciples never learned the habit of praying. When the storm came, they were panicking. The one who had learned the habit of praying was sleeping in the midst of the storm. And then they wickedly walked up to him. And said, don't you care if we perish? No, you should ask yourself. If you care that you will not perish, you would have stayed awake in prayer. You know, it's very funny. Don't you care if we perish? So their master of all suddenly become the cruel one. But when he was doing his private overnight prayer, where were you? You were sleeping. Now he has moved beyond that realm of temptation. And now he's sleeping when he should be sleeping. And you guys now are suddenly awake now. And when you awoke, you awoke to temptation. <laughs> if you care nothing for perish. And Jesus said, why are you of little faith? And the Bible tells you how faith, how faith is activated. He said, building up your most holy faith by praying in the, by praying in the Holy Ghost. If you prayed, you would have conquered them. But Lord, give us understanding. This is not which unto We will keep doing this. We will keep telling you the privilege of prayer. Uh, there are some places, maybe you don't know, there are some places that once it's time to pray, whether you are old, whether you are young, you will stand up and clear all your prayer. I've been there, I can tell you. They will clear up all the chairs in the surrounding. They will clear the chairs. They will clear it to one corner. Then everybody, old and young, will stand up and move about and pray. We've prayed like that for 12 hours. No resting on the wall. There will be people to pull you out. No resting on, no saying that you want to go. If you say you want to go to the toilet, there will be someone to monitor you to come back from the, let you go and sleep in the toilet. So no resting on the wall for 12 hours. I was talking to people who say, what are you looking for that you are praying that way? Oh, you don't understand the power of prayer. Now, correctional center recently. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, correctional center recently. I was talking about the testimony that came out of it. One of the guys who I told you what happened, he was falsely accused. Now the person who falsely accused him was now the one that the police had caught that he was responsible for defilement. And he has been brought into the same police station. The case has been committed to the same ICU. And the last month we went there, which was in November, the guy willingly walked up to us and said, please pray for me. My cause is the next week. My cause is the next week. And I asked him that, are you responsible for defiling me? Just tell me yes or no. And he said, I'm honest. And he said, God is my witness. I did not want. I did not do it. 
I said, well, if you did not do it, the Lord is going to stand for you and plead with you and ensure that the righteous will not be put into the place of the wicked. You will get out of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the guy is sharing the testimony. And the last time I asked him, I said, does prayer work? He said, ah, prayer works, so I'm surprised that oh, prayer works. Oh, prayer works. We stay in the place of prayer because we know the kind of power we generated. That's why James prayed the power in the life of Elijah towards his prayer. He said Elijah was a man of life passion. He said, yes, he prayed earnestly. Then the Bible now says, now says that the fervent, effective prayer of the righteous avails much. And amplified says, make tremendous power available. So if you are without power in your life, it's not because you've not been given power. You just, you just don't know how to channel, to channel it, make it available for your own use. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more from Ten Divine Ministries. You can download more messages from our Telegram channel. We have the link c.ma forward slash TVM Media. For inquiries and partnerships, Please send a mail to cwineministry77 at gmail.com or call 0708 Thank you and God bless you.